0: Welcome to Weekend in Dramaland, the official podcast of It Started with a K We are dedicated Asian drama lovers that are ready to spread our wings and bring our love for dramas to a whole new media platform. Together, we watch a blend of Korean, Chinese, Taiwanese, Japanese, and Thai dramas, on occasion, Filipino dramas as well. As best friends in real life, it's only fitting that we get to share our love for crazy tropes, chocolate abs, killer OSTs, and so much more with all of you. So sit back, relax, close your eyes, and let us guide you through the world of all things Asian dramas. I'm your host, Andrea.
1: And I'm your co-host, Tiff. As a disclaimer, we're native English speakers. While we're expert drama watchers, we are not expert speakers with other languages. We are bound to fail some pronunciations, So please don't mind our mistakes too much. We will strive to do our best and learn from our errors. In time, we are confident we'll improve. We want to give a little shout out to um, Canada, the US, and Switzerland for being our top three countries for watching our previous episode. So thank you so much for listening to us ramble. Yes, yay, thank you for all of our randomness. (laughs) Yes, and dealing with... The fire whistles that keep happening. Hopefully this week we will not be interrupted. Fingers
0: crossed. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: We are very sad to announce that these are the final two episodes of Secretary Kim.
0: It had to come to an end. Why?
1: I know it was so good, but I'm glad that it came to a good conclusion and that it wasn't just dragging it out painfully like some other dramas do. It ended just as it should.
0: Yeah. Just a little spoiler, this is an H-E-A. It's a happily ever after. Yay! So, here we go. And the paper rustles.
1: I need to start typing everything, but I was just jotting down with my pencil. So, we begin where we left off with our previous episode, where Miso's father is lying in her bed. And when he hears the proposal, he sits up and says, I object! So, we have that embarrassment continuing over. And then Miso's father decides that he's going to have a man-to-man talk with Young June
0: Yeah, he still needs to give him a hard time yet. He's not done with Young June yet.
1: No. Especially because he wants a better proposal for his little girl. Because Young June's proposal is kind of ridiculous.
0: Yeah, he could do better. And he does, FYI.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, the man-to-man talk was basically them drinking themselves to the point of being hilariously drunk. And I mean really, really drunk. However, this worked out quite well because Miso's father gives his approval after Young Joon is 20 sheets to the wind.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and while he's 20 sheets to the wind, it's amazing that Young Joon has enough of his faculties that he's able to answer all these questions that Miso's father's throwing at him in regards to miso and just things about her you know what she likes uh what she's not eating because it's spicy food uh because when she gets stressed she doesn't eat spicy food anymore things like that
1: it basically he has he um uh, young Jun knows her way better than her father does now and I guess that might be a part why he gave his approval, because he's been Young Joon, which he has been observing Secretary Kim for all these nine years. So he really, really knows her now.
0: Yeah, and he definitely should after nine years. So it's great to see him put on the spot and have to answer all his rapid-fire questions. And the father, he's so surprised by the detail that he goes into with each of his questions. It's not a simple couple of words. He explains... Oh, this she likes this because of this and but she no longer eats this because of this. It's just very specific things he remembers.
1: And it's quite shocking coming from a major egotist
0: like Young June. You would think that he wouldn't pay attention at all. I honestly thought that in the beginning, to yeah. be honest, I mm-hmm. thought. But he shocked us all with actually how much he has been paying attention. To Secretary Kim, all these years. So I have to give major props where props are due to Young June. Yay! So, of course,
1: after this long night of drinking, both of them are severely hungover, and poor Young June's in the car with Secretary Yang, and he looks like he's gonna yak at any moment with every bump that they had. And of course, Miso has no mercy for either of them. She was quite displeased with Young June being so hammered.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. and I think they, they both agree that uh, miso's really scary all the time they joke about
1: yes they do and it's so adorable cause you know he does that drunk whisper where it is not a whisper at all it's pretty loud <laughs> so then we have the co-workers at yum yum I always want to call it yum yum it sounds like it, it sounds really appetizing too. Yes, the Yum Yum Corporation or I think that's what they are a corporation. But anyway, so Miso gets a gratitude plaque. Since they think she's still leaving. Well after singing old Lang Syne and they're all getting weepy. She's like, Oh by the way, not quitting.
0: Yeah. The <laughs> like I decided this is where I belong all along. It's my home. And of course the entire office is thrilled. And over the moon.
1: Yes. They're like, we wouldn't be able to function without you. And poor Chia for a while was really worried that she wouldn't have her job anymore. But Miso said that she really helped with the workload. And she is just this bright ball of like happiness and fun. And I just don't think the workplace would be a good place without her. Yeah.
0: They need she her She was too. such a great addition mm-hmm. to the secretary's office. I know I was telling Tiff before off screen that I was actually really surprised when they brought her on because she was literally the first person that Young June picked while interviewing to take over Miso's position.
1: Yeah, but he did it really half heartedly. He just wanted no. someone random to stay there for a month <laughs> until he convinced her stay. Yeah, you just
0: be a placeholder.
1: Mhm. But she's turned herself into quite a viable asset, so I'm really proud of her. And then of course we have dear Young June trying to make A proper proposal because Miso's father wants him to make a romantic one. And of course, Young Joon has proposed many times already. And
0: they've all (laughs) (laughs) failed in one way or another. Mm -hmm. And he's done all these grandeur events and sweet dates. So he's struggling now to figure out how can I top what I've done before. And he's just completely blank. He has no idea what to do at this point.
1: Yeah. And he was looking it up, and he was, like, dissing a couple of them. And it's funny that one of them that he was dissing he actually ends up using in the real proposal, which we'll get to then. And, uh, let's see here. Yeah, one of the ideas was to go to Vegas, but that failed. Because she's like, you can't take off of work, you have things to do! So he was really mad because he had
0: booked it. Yeah, because she was being the stickler. You now we just stay at the office now there's too much going on especially after the the plagiarism scandal and mm-hmm. the laptop design and getting all of that taken care of but young June's just ready to take off because mm-hmm. he just wants to marry me so he just has one track mind right now he's bulldozers
1: bulldozer. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and of course Sarah and secretary yang it's so cute how like they're pretending nothing's going on and it's excruciating how hard she's trying, but everyone in the department knows. And they, they have
0: known ever since the beginning. So they're not even being discreet about it. It's just so obvious and mm-hmm. and Sarah's just so oblivious to the whole thing. And she just keeps beating on poor gang.
1: Yes. Poor guy. I know. And then we have Secretary Kim being the victim of alcohol. She goes drinking with Sarah and Jia. To thank them for standing up for her. This is the whole cat fight in the bathroom situation. <laughs> and, of course, they get drunk. Really, really drunk.
0: Yeah, because she, she's a, she's a little bit miffed at Young June right now and needs to vent and release some steam.
1: Yeah, and, and Sarah actually had a similar situation where they went somewhere where an ex uh, was. They went on a date there. And, of course, the boys were throwing hissy fits, especially... Young Jun is so mad that they went to the coffee shop that she went on the blind date with. And, uh, let's see here. We'll get to a little more about the little jokes they end up starting. with we'll one about it, but, um, and, so, they get wasted. Really, really wasted. Miso goes to the bathroom, and her phone rings, and of course, it's Young Jun. And what does Se-Ra do? But picks it up. And answers and tells him that Miso is wasted when I think Sarah was a little more wasted than she was.
0: Uh So then Young June comes running to the rescue to come and get his Miso. Mm Mm-hmm. And of course Gia and Sarah in their
1: infinite drunken wisdom decided that they were going to make him stay as long as they want to.
0: So Gia takes his wallet and Sarah takes his watch. Yes, and they're holding it ransom. Mm Mm-hmm. So, if he wants to leave, he has to wait till they hand over the goods.
1: And they don't. (laughs) Young Jun ends up just taking Miso back to her apartment, and Miso's quite drunk. So, it's funny that they both see each other at their absolute drunken worstness. And of course, the next day, Miso is the one that's hungover. And they both had given each other, I think, some type of like Pollock soup.
0: Yeah, it's called hangover soup.
1: Looks weird, so I was like, mm hmm. And then, of course, Jia had her own fail while being drunk. She recorded a video on Guo cell phone asking him out. Yes. And she only finds out that it exists because he sees her the next day when she's super hungover in the uh, employee break room. And she's like dying of embarrassment. And she tells him flat out that she likes him. Watch, she doesn't say she likes him. She says, I think I like you. It's like, girl, it's not (laughs) you think, you you do. do.
0: Yes. Oh, Poor thing. She's so mortified, though, when she sees the video. She let the cat out of the bag early.
1: Oh, yeah. And she thinks that she started liking him from when he gave her the little tomatoes. Really cute. But sadly, Kogunom tells her, can't date because he wants to continue working towards his goals and he doesn't want her to deal with his frugalness it was Mm -hmm. just so sad and she said that she would deal with it and that she was cool with only drinking like watered down coffee but he said no
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and I know he was doing it in like a gallant kind of effort Mm Mm-hmm. but it just was still so sad it was but
1: have no fear when we get to episode 16, it gets much better. So then it begins with the rest of Young Joon and Miso's relationship finally being revealed to Young Joon's parents. How could they not know, though? I mean, it's so obvious that the only woman that he would ever date would be her.
0: Yes, especially the mother. Mm-hmm. We know with how she's talked to Miso previously. Yeah, I thought that. she had
1: her mother's intuition when she asked Miso to take care of him. I guess not, because she really didn't think it would happen. And the objection that Young Jun's mother has is not actually Miso herself. It's the fact that she thought that um, um, Seung-yeon was like, really in love with Miso and she didn't want the brothers fighting over Miso. But Seung-yeon tells her that um, uh, Young Jun can have her, that you know they were the ones together during the kidnapping and that it's only right that they be together. So he was actually being really nice.
0: Yeah. And in fact, I think to date, that was the nicest thing that he's done in the series for the both of them. Mm-hmm. He was giving very selfless. Them, yes. Giving them the chance to be together. Because he realized he wasn't really feeling those things. It was kind of projected from these fake memories that weren't even his to begin with. And he's also under psychiatric
1: treatment, so he's starting to get a better understanding of his true feelings and... Thoughts, So I'm really happy for him that he seems to be doing well and that he's
0: on the right track. Exactly. Yeah. Because he was a bit of a train wreck most of the series and mm-hmm. I was glad to see him get much needed help and start carving his own path.
1: Yeah. And then, oh, the proposal. Oh, I was just so beside myself. Oh my gosh, it was
0: so romantic. It was so cute. And it was was so young
1: June. Like, it was so special because it was really about them. Because that's what he decided about the proposal he was going to make. That would really be about me so and not just grand gestures. So, he has her come over to his house. And the first table there had a big bowl of caramels which is, of course, so important to their early development because yes. he gave her caramel because she was crying while they were being held. They were
0: beginning. Mm-hmm.
1: And then one of the things that he had looked up and he thought was really stupid was doing the flip messages where someone has, like, a sketchbook or a notebook and they write a few words and they flip the page and some more words t- for the intended uh, fiancé to read. So he decides to... Do that as well, so she's like, flipping it over. And on the table, where this the flip messages are, is small versions of the You've Worked Well cow and the Remember Me well, uh, Remember Me Dog. It was just so cute that they're so little and they're like together as if you know, it's a representation of them. Of course, I'm a little curious uh, which one is which. Mm-hmm. She's probably the cow.
0: <laughs> I think so. That's what he's always pushing off to her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's alright, the cow's really cute.
0: And then she walks
1: into another room. I don't know. I don't, like, his house is just crazy, like, big and full of, like, everything. Yeah,
0: all these corridors and all these And all these buildings. Areas. It's just, like, massive and magnificent. And it's like, what does he need all this stuff for? Like,
1: that just blows my mind. Well, anyway, he's in, like, some type of, like, conservatory or some type of room where there's a piano like and... An
0: auditorium, maybe, sort
1: of. Yeah, it looked like it could be an auditorium. I I don't know. And there he is playing the piano, he starts singing, and then he proposes, and she said yes! Oh, I was so happy. And they finally, after the umpteenth time, got it right.
0: <laughs> yes, and they finally agreed. To get married. To get married. Yay! All we can say is so many feels. It was so sweet. We spent this whole series building up to the moment they like, finally, they're both on the same page, their families are behind them, their friends are behind them, they're in a good place at work, and finally, they manage to seal the deal.
1: Yeah, and this proposal finally is one not out of greed, not out of him exhibiting his egotistical traits, but truthfully wanting to marry her. And I was so happy. But
0: then we get to the final episode.
1: Oh, man.
0: Yeah. I kind of don't even want to talk about it because I don't want it to end. This series was just so much fun and so cute and so quirky. We just never want it to end.
1: Exactly. Like This is probably the first K-drama I've actually watched the entire thing and not hated any part of it. Because I've had a lot of experience where, like, towards the end of a K-drama, I'm at the point where I'm just like, please just shoot me, put me out of my misery, I just want this to end, I can't take it anymore. This one, I'm like, why does it have to end? I want 20 more episodes.
0: Yeah, and it was surprising because I think there was, at the beginning, go Gui, nam we a little, uh, not feeling too good about him. Douchebag! Yeah. <coughs> and then, uh, sung where he was a big mess. But do. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, until they got their stuff together and we learned more of their backstory. Then it's like I think this is the first time that I've finished a series actually liking everyone. Mhm, which is a rare feat in drama land.
1: Indeed. And I like that they have flaws, but these flaws have a logical explanation behind them and they're not just written there by like the writers just to have something weird about them. Very happy. So, we will conclude with episode 16's events. So, we have poor Miso being subjected to young June's mother's extreme enthusiasm during, I don't know if it was lunch or dinner, but his mom had always wanted a daughter. So, she's buying poor Miso all these clothing and shoes and bags. And all Miso wanted to do was find one outfit, one pair of shoes. One bag, that was it. But no, she comes home with dozens of shopping bags.
0: Yeah. Young Jun's mom was just a little overly enthusiastic and excited for the chance of actually having a daughter that... She kind of went a little crazy. Mm-hmm. And bought way, way, way too much stuff. And poor Miso was really uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, it becomes more obvious when they have the uh, meet-the-family dinner. There was a lot of embarrassment because Miso's father, being that he's a rocker and he's not hoity-toity, he, of course, makes a lot of funny boo-boos. When they talk about the steak, about being medium, he saw it meant the size of the steak and not the way that it's been cooked. So that was quite embarrassing. <laughs>
0: and he would
1: there. just say a lot of other stuff off the cuff. And the eldest sister was just dying of embarrassment. <laughs> but um, again, with the over uh, Young June's parents wanted to buy her a car and have a house near Young June for her, for Miso's father and sisters to live and all the expensive presents. And Miso is a very simple. Yeah, percent. simple, I guess yes. you could say, with that. Modest was something yeah. else I was trying to think of. She doesn't need all this extravagance. And although she felt really bad having to tell him this, I believe that that really made his parents fall even more in love with her, that she's so modest that she doesn't need all this stuff. I mean, they can give her whatever she wants, but that's not what she truly wants. She doesn't need all that. So that's just really nice that they weren't mad at her for saying that they're giving her too much. They see that she's a really good person and that they're really glad that Miso's gonna marry their troubled child because <laughs> he's only given them grief.
0: And I also liked with the family meeting, with both sides, there wasn't anything like overly dramatic or mm-hmm. bad happen. We didn't have a random plot device or crazy trope uh-huh. thrown in there, you know. Both sets of families actually, despite their different backgrounds and all that other stuff, they actually, I think, got along very nicely.
1: And I noticed that the two fathers got along really good, and they seemed like they could become pals. I so thought that was wonderful. And I'm glad so that the mother, funny. even though she comes off as a very high-maintenance individual, was not dissing Miso's family. So I'm really, really I'm happy. I'm surprised,
0: especially how she's always about, like, very high-end and very into shopping and the finer things. Not that there's anything wrong with that.
1: Yeah, but she can be very vain. hmm Which makes me, you know, think that that's probably where Young Joon got some of his over-egotistical traits. I
0: for would her, have to agree there.
1: Like, she is very consumed with beauty and trying to not age and that she always wants pretty things. So that might be where he gets some of that. Because the father just seems to, like, just roll things.
0: Yeah, he's just kind of more laid back and... Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) And at that point in the episode, they had one month till they got married and they were really happy to be getting married that fast. I imagine that there's probably some strings being pulled because it seems like normally marriages would take longer to plan and do
0: but i guess because the money situation is no problem problem, Mm -hmm. yeah that they're able to pull strings and make what they need to happen in that month time Mm
1: Mm-hmm. and then after they set the date they go shopping for the newlywed tableware and as we know a couple episodes ago young june was just already wanting to pick it out
0: (laughs) yeah he was being a bulldozer he won it that newlywed cook were
1: yeah, and he was picking out pots at the time and, Misa was of course on the phone a lot and that was just some light drama where she was just more busy trying to get company affairs in order, and she ended up uh, missing the dress fitting because things just kept going and piling up and piling up and piling up.
0: Yeah, I think that was the biggest drama part of, that. Mm-hmm. of the last two episodes. Yeah,
1: but she ends up. I guess calling them up or something, and she ends up getting the dress fitting. And she actually comes over to Young June's place wearing the dress, and her hair's done, and she has beautiful ornaments in her hair. Oh man, she looks like so stunning! And then, uh, as I mentioned earlier about going to that coffee shop with where the blind date was, they end up giving each other petty uh, nicknames, but they end up laughing it off afterwards. He called her the necktie machine because she was telling him that when she sees an undone tie, she has to fix it.
0: Yeah. A little, little over dramatic and not. Yeah. Mm, not quite true. Mm-hmm. So he in turn is called a jealousy machine.
1: Yepers. But it was cute because instead of them getting like, super mad, they end up just laughing their butts off in the car about it. And that was just so adorable that they're at the point in the relationship where they can, you know, pick at each other to laugh about it. Really happy. And then for our next romantic pair that needs some spicing up, we had Yushik's ex-wife ends up receiving chocolate that was meant for another client.
0: Yep. Major boo-boo by his secretary. But it turned out into the best thing that's happened to him.
1: Absolutely. Because unbeknownst to us, that brand of chocolate actually was a chocolate that he had Given his ex wife when he proposed in front of the Eiffel Tower. And it was really funny because she's like, Oh, you remembered. And he's there sweating bowls, like, Remembered what? Remembered what? I don't remember. <laughs> but it, it worked out. And he's like, Oh, yeah, I did it on purpose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, some fire got rekindled that we didn't quite expect.
0: Yeah, we got a little spice.
1: We did. And it wasn't him him coming on to her. No, it was her coming on to him. It was, like, really shocking because I didn't expect the ex-wife to.
0: Yeah, I guess she had pent-up frustration and has been thinking about him as much as he's been thinking about her.
1: Yeah, you could tell that they're starting to move forward as people and that the nonsense of the past, they'll be able to move beyond it. Mm hmm So I was really happy. And then, of course, to get some revenge... Young Jun ends up interrupting some of their spicy time. And he's quite amused with himself. And Yushik's <laughs> really <laughs> mad at him. Yeah. But it's revenge for all the time that Yushik interrupted Miso and Young Jun. <laughs> <sighs> and then we have a little more about our beloved Jia. I guess she had went out to eat with. I don't forget who she went out to eat with. But she had gotten some of the uh, sweet and sour pork. Go Baru! I love how she says it. It's so uh, cute.
0: Isn't that when Sarah called the both of the girls because she was, uh, isn't that the part with the ex? That's why they got together?
1: Well, I know she was complaining. I saw that they're complaining about the ex. No, that had to been before because Miso was kind of miffed with Young June over him getting mad about the coffee shop and... Sarah had gone to a restaurant where her ex was, and Secretary Yang was quite miffed about it. So I think that's actually when that happened.
0: Yeah, that was the latest thing. Earlier, they just decided to go out for drinks as the thank you.
1: Maybe. I don't know. My brain's a little muddled.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that's what it Maybe was. Maybe it was.
1: I have to rewatch it anyway, because this is like a series that I'm probably going to rewatch several times anyway. I'll probably pick up new little things. But anyway, she takes home a portion for Guo Wienang just to be nice. And she tells him to take better care of himself. Which I thought was really kind of her. Even though she's still really hurting that he turned her down. She still cares about him. Enough to give him food and to tell him to care for himself better. And then we come to the very end of the episode. Which is the wedding. So a month has passed in story time. And of course both of them were like looking forward to each day. As it's ticking down. They're so excited. And the first thing we see is Guinam at the wedding and he's wearing new clothes. Which is shocking.
0: Yes, it's like, doesn't he only have one suit?
1: And like one pair, like one shirt and like a pair of like sweatpants or something he normally wears when he's on the roof. Which reminds me, I still don't know where he sleeps. I still can't figure it out. Like, does he sleep (laughs) under a bench? Does he sleep amongst his tomato plants? Like, I still don't know where he sleeps. And it kind of bugs me a little bit. I don't know. But anywho. sees him. She's very shocked about his new apparel. And she asks him why is he dressed up like that. And he says that he's going on his first date. She's a little sad. She's like, oh no, he found a girlfriend.
0: But he tells her that's actually her that he's going on a date with. Oh! Yeah, so Frugal Goguinam actually spends some money to get a new suit. To go on a date with Gia. Mm-hmm. Just, that's a huge stride in his character development.
1: Exactly. I forgot to mention that um, Sarah and Secretary Yang actually announced their relationship. Like I forget if it was in this episode or last one, because yet again...
0: Yeah, that her, was this episode. Yeah, okay, because yet again,
1: um, her co-workers caught them in the stairwell when she was really going off on secretary yang to pretend that he's mad and he was really upset and basically he felt that she didn't really care for him and that if she really cared for him that he that she would stop hiding it and she tells him we're just gonna announce it and then they do and then it's like so anticlimactic they're like oh we already knew and she's just like
0: ah what so embarrassed like everyone knew as we said it was extremely obvious obvious. There was.
1: Sarah wears her emotions on her sleeves. You know everything. She can't hide it. But yeah, I just wanted to mention that before we get to the
0: very end. Yeah, he's ending. Mm-hmm. And then
1: we have Young Jun and Miso sitting in, I guess, an anteroom waiting for the actual ceremony to begin. And Young Jun is so nervous that his legs are just bouncing up and down like crazy. He can't stop. Miso's all calm because her sisters had given her calming pills. So she ends up having to give him some.
0: (laughs) And then he calms down. Really? (laughs) Phew. We dodged a bullet
1: there. Yeah, so there's no dashing out of the wedding. And then for a little amusement, Oji Ran comes to the wedding. And if anyone forgot who that was, she's like a supermodel. That towards the beginning of the uh, series, she was kind of dating... Young Jun, but really she was just parading around with him and trying to get him into her snare, but it didn't work.
0: Yeah, thankfully that didn't work.
1: Mm-hmm. And she's mad because Miso's like, oh, no, I would never go out with him. No, 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 So she wanted to go wreck their wedding for revenge because she was mad that Miso is marrying him and she can't have him. But, your six, clumsy secretary comes to the rescue and ends up spilling it looked like orange juice or some type of juice drink on uh, g Jiran's dress. And so g Ren has to run away, all upset.
0: Yeah. And this was a white dress. Because she had this uh, despicable idea that she was going to outshine the bride.
1: Yes. And everyone knows that you should never wear white to someone's wedding. Because only the bride should be wearing it.
0: But revenge denied. And at least she's gone. So, phew. No more crazy hijinks happening at the end.
1: And then after she's gone... The wedding itself takes place. It was beautiful. Um, Miso looked stunning. Although we had seen her before wearing the dress in front of him at his house, she just looked even more stunning than she had before. And everyone's just so happy. And again, it's beautiful. And you feel so good because after everything they've been through, they have this wonderful end. And I'm just so happy.
0: Because it's literally now just the beginning Mm -hmm. for the two of them to embark on the journey of married life, which I can only imagine what that's going to be like.
1: It's going to be complete chaos, I know it is, because they both have different ways of seeing things and doing things. He likes to throw his money, she likes to be conservative, so it's going to be interesting. I wish we could get a glimpse of their married life, but it's all up to our imaginations, I guess.
0: Still, all in all, very satisfactory ending. Mm -hmm. I know if you're... You may think it may be too cutesy and too fluffy. But for me, with it being a romantic comedy and the whole plot building up to this point of them finally being together forever was just like a sweet payoff.
1: Exactly. It just felt so good to watch it
0: and can't help but be happy and the writing was really excellent even until the very end the all of the characters they had their stories finished you know sometimes in k-dramas when you get to the last couple of episodes some of the side characters and secondary characters they're just kind of their lives are still hanging in the balance and there's still plot lines with them that haven't been quite tied up so it's nice to see that by the very end the series finale that everyone's story is actually complete. I'm sure we can think of what's next from here. But I really appreciate the fact that everyone had a complete story.
1: hmm So
0: let's just give a review of the entire series. All right. So I do have to say I'm actually very surprised. When I first went to this series, I'm like, okay, let's have some fun. I really like Parkman Young, so I was definitely on board from the beginning but as a series review what do you think
1: i think that it's probably one of the best written and plot wise for romantic comedy that i've watched to date it did not have all this ridiculous subplots and subplots of subplots that you usually get because there's like only so much you know inception i can
0: take of nonsense mm-hmm. like amnesia and trucks of dooms or evil vindictive mothers and all those other um, tropes that we sometimes see thrown into a drama just for the sake.
1: Basically, boys over flowers. We did not have that happen. None of it. (laughs) No words. Exactly. As I've said before, boys over flowers is basically my metric I use when it comes to level of bullcrap. We did not even get on Anywhere near that. So I was so
0: happy. <laughs> yeah. And not that we're trash talking boys over flowers. But it literally threw in, I think, almost every trope you can imagine.
1: Exactly. And being that it was like one of the first ones I
0: ever watched, it has damaged me for life. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it set the bar so you can only go up from there, right? Yeah. Pretty much.
1: So the character growth was really nice. We got to see them really evolve. And that they start to do things not just for personal gain, but because they want to help others. And that they want to grow as a person to help others as well. Young June, of course, made the most progress in the series. I was so happy with how they wrote him, where he goes from just being this spoiled, rich boy to a really complex guy who's pretty much putting up a front because he's been shouldering a lot of dark stuff for a really long time.
0: Oh, yeah, way more than he should have had to hold, but.
1: Yeah, he was just a little boy. That's stuff that a child should never, ever have to endure on his own. And I'm not trying to, like, play the blame game, but I do feel that his parents have like, some culpability of their own, that it's a bit their fault that Young June had to go to the extremes of faking. Losing his memories just so that his older brother would not be institutionalized.
0: Yeah, I think that's where they really dropped the ball. Exactly. I guess they were young in parenting. Yeah, and of course anyone makes mistakes in parenting, but... I agree they definitely were a major source of the reason that this happened. Mm Mm-hmm,
1: and that really shaped Young Jun's character. Like, I love that the backstory and the explanations are logical, and that, um, they're explained quite well. Like, in the beginning, of course, there's a lot of characters I really hated. Like, Sung young I really, really was annoyed by him. Thinking, (laughs) why is he such a jerk? Why is he so hateful and just,
0: ooh. Yeah, we would get so irritated. We would forget his name because we were just so irritated by him, and we just called him by his, uh... Morpheus, yeah, we call him Morpheus. His name, mm-hmm. Morpheus.
1: But I'm glad that it was a logical explanation why, you know, grief and guilt twisted his mind because the human brain is very fragile, the human psyche, spirit, we're going to call it. But it's nice that they had him resolve it without violence and manipulations and trying to sabotage the company. Because I've seen some dramas where rivalries have taken the point where they're trying to destroy everything
0: and everyone
1: exactly this was not like that it was no mutual destruction going on and that he actually felt the guilt and he actually went and pursued psychiatric treatment on his own so it's nice that he really turned into a decent human being after being told the truth except for his parents they really really dropped the ball so anyway so yes young jim fantastic character growth where he goes from being spoiled To actually really caring about Miso. And that he cares about his company. cares about his employees. That he actually shows his parents affection. He shows his brother affection. Which is things that he had never done before. And that, frankly, I think his mother was coming to terms with the fact that he was just emotionally damaged.
0: And he even gets to the point where he's able to be physically intimate with Miso. Which is a huge Mm -hmm. stride. From the point of him being... So terrified and traumatized from the young woman who kidnapped him all those years ago that Mm -hmm. all other young women kind of freak him out.
1: Yeah, but even his own mother, even though she's an older woman, still he had this disconnect with her. But yeah, so I really liked the writing. I liked the character growth. I liked all the different places that they filmed. Like, I saw that the cinematography itself was really nice. It was fun. The script was great. There's a lot of funny lines, a lot of good puns, especially the um, one where Yushik says he's going to the hospital and ends up the little genitals pun. Mm-hmm. I love it.
0: Yeah, I liked um, some of the little animated.
1: The Lust like devil. devil!
0: Yeah, and the little sound effects, like when he would be blinking a certain way. Or the aura. Yeah. Aura.
1: <laughs> yes. See, those little things really add up to someone's enjoyment level. Like, I've never watched a K-drama or even, like, normal American dramas where they have just these little cute things that just make it so impactful on your viewing experience. I really love that.
0: It, it- is because it's not even, I mean, it may seem so insignificant, but it really adds to the overall viewer experience.
1: Indeed. Uh, let see what else. The clothing was fantastic. Uh, Parkman Young, she looks amazing in everything. Oh
0: my gosh. <laughs> and that ponytail, the perfection. Mm hmm. I wish my ponytail looked like that. It never will, but wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, like they did a great job with makeup and wardrobe. And, like, it fit nice. Everyone looked really good. The casting was great. Like, each actor and actress was really fantastic for the roles that they're playing. Even the people that you barely get a line from, like the intern, and then there's one of the uh, people in the secretary department that usually talks to the big manager. Like, he only hits a few lines, but they're always funny, too.
0: hmm They pack a little punch.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's nice that, you know, they don't just throw in random people just to do stupid things. That they, they're, they're cute and that they're added, but they're not, like, too much people added. So it nice balance. Um, except for with, like, level of drama in there. It wasn't heavy, nasty, soul-crushing drama. I mean, there was drama, but it was done well. It wasn't excruciating. So I'm really happy. I don't think there's anything else. Hmm.
0: Well, we talked about Young Jun's character growth. What about Miso's? Because essentially the drama is called What's Wrong with Secretary Kim, which is her uh, major conflict is her wanting to leave the company and fulfill her own dreams. But she doesn't even know what her own dreams are.
1: Oh, yes. Um, yeah. She also comes a long way, too. Because she spent so much time being weighed down by her family's debts and obligations that she never really got to express herself to be Kim Mi So. It was always Kim be So. And it was just nice that she was able to sit down and take a step back and view her life without um how do I put it yeah it's not the best way to put it but nonetheless she gets to really take a good glance at what's going on in her own life and to see what she's taking for granted what she should have been doing all along instead of dedicating herself to all the stressful things and it's really nice that after the copyright issue with the electronics company that stole the laptop idea that She realizes that under all this pressure, under all this nonsense going on, that her abilities were just spot on as being the secretary. That she just fired out orders and things were done. And that the level of completion was like 150%. And it's nice that she comes to realize that she is exactly where she needs to be. That she is amazing as a secretary. And that she has... So much more to offer to the company than she thought she did. And she realizes how close she is with her fellow co-workers in the secretary department. And how their relationship is so strong. When she thought, you know, she was just slaving around for nine years under a boss that just seemed to not care about her. And it was just really nice that she was able to say what she really wanted. That she didn't let obligations cow her into doing what was expected of her. I'm just really proud of her that she was able to say, yes, I want this. And yes, this is exactly what I should be doing because I'm really good at it. And that was really great.
0: It was. It literally took her almost giving up her job to realize she had everything she ever wanted and hoped for right there all along. hmm So it was really just a matter of a change of her perspective.
1: Exactly. Sometimes it takes nearly giving up on your dream to realize that it's still feasible and that you have had it the entire time. That old saying, you know, you don't know what you've got until you've nearly lost it. hmm One of those things.
0: Exactly. And I found her character very inspirational, In regards to the work place. Someone she doesn't have the credentials, the background, the schooling. But she still manages to learn and become such a great, capable secretary that everybody is happy to work under. Because she has everything under control.
1: Exactly. With the help from young June and her just spending time and just working at it as if her life depended on it she's absolutely amazing and as a character she's a great role model for young women because that's something that every young woman needs is someone to look up to even if it's just a fictional character and she definitely is someone that i think would be a great choice saying you know hey be like her she at the end of the day she figured out what she really wanted and she stood up for herself and she persevered that's amazing
0: yes very great message Mm -hmm. instilled in a k-drama yeah let's see what else about the
1: series i like that it's only 16 episodes that way it's not like dragging out but at the same time i wish it was like 20 episodes i want more but you kind of can tell when a drama has hit the right point to end and i feel that they ended it just
0: right yeah anything more would have dragged it out and lessened the impact it would cheapen the story yeah Mm -hmm.
1: So, I really don't have any complaints about it. I mean, there's like little bits and pieces probably that.
0: Yeah. Maybe just like minor filler things. I know mm-hmm. some people complained a, a bit with the darker storyline, with the kidnapping.
1: Yeah, but when you think about it, it's so crucial to who Young Jun and Miso are because it shaped them for their entire lives. Miso took that horrible experience and used it to empower herself by not letting fear ruin her life. That although she was frightened, she hanged in there and was young June. He had to deal with a lot of dark things. Things that no one should have to deal with, especially a child. And he still managed to become the vice director or whatever his title is. And he, he's amazing at his job.
0: Yeah, and it's just amazing to think that Such a horrible, traumatic experience was actually the cornerstone that brought them together to actually get to the point where they are now.
1: Exactly. And it's that unbreakable bond that they had as children that led them back into each other's lives as adults. And I know some people don't like dark things. I'm not the hugest fan of dark things either, but good and bad is what makes us. And it's not always good things that happen in our lives. Speaking from personal experience, sometimes the bad things are what causes you to mature and mm-hmm. to know how not to do evil upon someone else, to nurture others. Cool. So, yeah, that's pretty much my series review. Do you have anything
0: else to add? Um, let me think, there was just. So many great things. This is also what I consider a great starter drama. you have any friends that you're trying to push into Asian dramas, I think this one is a pretty um, good place to start because it is not overly dramatic. It's just honest. It has a great message. We experience a few K-drama tropes that, of course, you're going to see. Because it wouldn't be a K-drama without those little quirky touches. And plots. Yeah,
1: but they're not like overly done and they're not ridiculous. This one would be really good for someone that's lenient about trying out something like a K-drama. This one should probably be much gentler than other
0: ones. (laughs) Exactly. Especially if you're trying to wean a friend onto subtitles. Exactly. This is a, a pretty good one because you're not- it's not like a very deep- Like medical or procedural drama where there's all kinds of terms and Mm -hmm. all kinds of big events thrown around. It's just a very mellow place to start. You want to give them a happily ever after? This is definitely a drama I would recommend that falls under that category. It was just, from beginning to end, it was very solid. I don't have any major complaints. Only just minor little nitpicky things along the way, but you find that in pretty much every drama. None is perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. So, last week, I forgot to do the scene of the week because I was being hasty. So,
0: scene of the week! Oh, no. Where do I begin? Exactly. It was just, there was just so much. <laughs> Can I just pick the whole last two episodes.
1: That's what I feel like doing, too. Was that lazy? Probably. hmm But it was just all good. Everything was funny the drunken scenes for both of them, and all the funny things happening with the side character couples. I mean, it's just all good.
0: You know, it's hard to pick, but let me think, if I had to pick one, what will I pick? Uh, I think I might pick the moment before they actually get married, where we see Young June as the more vulnerable character and we usually do not see him in such a state. He's usually calm, cool, collected, confident, and actually seeing him as one who was like nervous with butterflies, couldn't stop shaking his leg. I just found that really like sweet and humbling that you know he is human too, and a machine, that he can pretend to be fine, but sometimes he falters too but I just kind of love their their little moment. It was like a little humanizing before the whole event because obviously they're both nervous before going into the big wedding in front of all those people and getting married. So I guess if I had to pick one, I'll go with that scene.
1: It's a good pick. I would go with where uh, Miso and Young June each other because Miso had missed the dress fitting. She was always busy with the company work and, you know, he's doing all this different planning for the wedding. Of course, he has that famous designer friend of his mother's doing the tuxedo and the dress and they keep waiting for her to come and it was chaos and then all of a sudden Miso shows up at his house and there she is in the wedding dress and the beautiful hair jewels and it was just nice to see that she realized that she had, had so much hyper control over everything else that she realized that she was not letting her personal life flourish the way it should and she made concessions to finally say oh man I need to do my part meet him halfway and it was just amazing because his eyes just lit up the moment he saw her and you know she's happy and she had her hair done so beautifully and it's just showing that she's starting to really take it seriously that she's going to be sharing her life was another person, and that there's going to be a lot of compromise and pitfalls <laughs> in the future. It was just nice seeing her finally realizing that hey, I'm doing something huge. <laughs> but that isn't her. She looks fantastic in that wedding dress. Oh,
0: I wish she did. It was it was just stunning. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Whoever was on the production team doing the fashion and clothing,
1: they're good. <laughs> yeah,
0: they know their stuff. They do. They do. So, is there anything else we'd like to talk about oh <laughs> well, i guess there's so much we could say to drag it out because we just we sadly we don't want to say goodbye to this drama but i guess it has reached its end and we must we will take a moment i will talk there has been some scandal and <laughs> news going around Now, usually i avoid like, celebrity gossip and news because I like to stay neutral and let them have a private life. So there there was some uh, things going around, rumors and such, that Park Min Young and Park Sejun are actually dating. But Park Sejun has uh, denied those rumors. Now, of course, we don't know. Maybe they... They are, and they just choose to be very private. Which is their own prerogative, and I definitely don't have an issue with that. But you could kind of see where it could be true, because people were like, their chemistry was spot on. Now, I know both of them usually have great chemistry with their co-stars. But I don't know, there was just... This drama was just really special, so I think people really made it out to be more than it actually was because they were just so, so great and so beautiful together. But as of right now, they're not dating. So who knows? Maybe they may pull a Song Jun ki and Song Haiko move on us and end up that they were secretly dating and end up announcing their marriage to us after the drama. <laughs> Once other drama ended. Who knows? Well, I guess we've hit the end of our episode. Unfortunately, we have. I think we've discussed as, as much as we could and dragged it out as long as we possibly could. As you mm-hmm. see, we're really milking these last two episodes for <laughs> as much as we can just to get in every last feel. Yeah.
1: I know that this drama is gonna last on me for a long time. I'm probably gonna end up rewatching it on Vicky many, many times. It's gonna happen.
0: I second that.
1: Mm-hmm. So, going forward, we have to figure out what we're going to be talking about for the next sections. Sessions? Sessions? I can't speak English today. Um, I'd be really appreciative if any of you guys out there want to give us ideas. I mean, I can pick some random uh, shows off of Netflix, Vicky, we also have Drama Fever, but I just thought maybe there's something you guys might be really interested in what our opinion is or you want us to check it out for you that way you don't have to waste your time and effort
0: exactly what topics yeah like you want to hear from us even if it's not more say reviewing a drama if we can discuss anything relating to any kind of asian drama mm -hmm. we're more than open to doing it we definitely want to tailor our podcast to not only be something we want to talk about, but something you're also going to want to listen to.
1: Yeah, we don't want to bore you to death.
0: (laughs) No, nobody wants that.
1: And you don't want me going on a uh, tirade about Japanese anime because I'm a bit of an addict. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's a very, very long story.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's like, we'll stick to dramas, don't worry. Um, For the actual blog itself, an idea that I have been bouncing around, just for a little Side note, is cooking Asian inspired food. I had an epic fail a couple days ago. And it's just so funny I have to tell you about it. Ah, uh, I went to the grocery store into the ethnic food section and I'm like, ooh, Korean ramen. And I'm like, oh I'm gonna try it out because I keep seeing people eating it and of course in Secretary Kim, you know, they're eating it quite a bit. I'm like, I wanna see how good this is. So I get a packet. I have kimchi at home. I love kimchi. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go make this. Stir it up. I'm going to eat it. It's a spicy. Oh, it can't be that bad. But let me tell you, it was bad. Really, really bad. Apparently, this white girl cannot handle spice.
0: <laughs> because
1: I thought my throat burned away. My nose was pouring water. My lips were so singed that they just felt like they fell off. I thought I was going to die. Oh, so I know. The moral of the story is, if it says it's spicy, don't put the packet of spices in. (laughs) But the ramen itself was actually good. It's actually better than, like, the cheapy um, cup of noodle ramen that I get at the dollar store. So, I thought I'd just make you guys laugh. But, yeah, I had gotten a bunch of um, Hokkien, I think that's how you say it, Japanese noodles. And I got some orange ginger sauce. So, I might actually do a little cooking, uh... Segment on the blog. I just thought you guys would get a kick out of my ramen fail.
0: Yes, we're talking about it. Started with a K-drama dot Just mm-hmm. in case you're unfamiliar and just popping on to this podcast this episode.
1: Yeah. Trying to get some more entertainment out for you guys. I like eating food, so. <laughs> it's a perfect fit, right? Mm-hmm. I'll have to try other stuff, too. I also got some curry, but that's actually Indian food. But anyway... So you might see some weird segments of me making weird stuff that's inspired by Asian food and may I'll make real Asian food. I don't know. If uh, the ramen experience has taught me anything, it's that if uh, you want to make authentic Korean food, I'm probably going to die. So (laughs) I'll have to work that out. Okay, so it's time to end our beloved podcast. If you've made it this far, we must have done something right. We hope. (laughs) Thank you for watching and supporting our podcast, which is hosted by Castos. If anyone has any suggestions for future segments or recommendations for other shows to watch, please feel free to leave us a comment on the blog. It started with the Kdrama.com. If you have the time, please also take a moment to rate this podcast and leave a comments. We are available through Castos, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Until next time, I'm young.